Bed. Judge rejects Hulu 3 motion to dismiss trial date expected to be set in February. January 26, 2024, U.S. Magistrate Judge Anthony Coselli in the Federal District Court of Tampa, Florida, filed on other recommendations that District Judge William Jong denied the Hulu 3 motion for dismissal of the bogus charges against the Hulu movement founder and Black Liberation Leader Chairman Totella, along with Penny Hess, Jesse Neville, two white solidarity organizers with the Hulu movement. Last year, the federal government indicted Hulu 3 on absurd charges that Chairman O'Malley and the Hulu movement's 50 year struggle for black freedom suddenly became a Russian led conspiracy. The indictment came nine months after the violent military style multi city FBI raids on seven homes and offices of the Hoover movement in July 2020. The Hoover three attorneys motion for dismissal called for the baseless charges to be dismissed on the grounds that they violated First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. The case is expected to go to trial later this year. Dates for the trial are expected to be set at a status hearing in February. The government, the U.S. government has put us in the position of having to fight for free speech that they claim is the cornerstone, is the cornerstone of U.S. democracy, says Chairman O'Malley. The Hulu Three. Blank period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holler if you really feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy. If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Peace, 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 everyone. Peace, everybody out there in the airwaves, on Spotify, on wherever you get your podcast. My name is Jamar Jabari. And we are back here with another very important special episode I have here in front of me. You may know this man for many for over 50 years fighting for reparations, a Pan-Africanist, a socialist that has been a, a huge pillar for the working class. Um, I am very honored to have Chairman O'Malley here on my, on my show. Um, pleased to meet you, Chairman O'Malley. Huru. <laughs> Huru, Huru. So good to see you, uh, Comrade Zabar. And uh, we really appreciate having access uh, to this platform. Thank you so much. 
thank you so much for coming on. And I really appreciate talking with your uh, one of your members, Alex Suarez, who is just mm -hmm. amazing comrade. I've learned so much just having him on the show twice. Um, it, it actually just uh, brings up more of me to learn more of the history of socialism, things I did not know, which is I can carry on in, in my uh, progress to fighting for the true system that could help working class people. <laughs> the thing is, <clears throat> that's so important is to be open and uh, uh, always open, you know, uh, and the thing is that uh, we stop developing at the moment that we know everything, you know what I mean? Right. And so be open to development. That's a critical thing. And I think right now uh, it's especially important because uh, the whole uh, economic and political configuration of the world uh, uh, is in a state of uh, extraordinary transition and, and is shaking up everything. And many things that uh, we thought we understood uh, just a, a few months ago uh, have come into question. We see uh, right. a, a history being condensed and what took us uh, you know, years to, to, to understand now uh, we see that people are, are coming to grips with it in a matter of weeks and days. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. an extraordinary moment to be alive, and it's an extraordinary moment uh, to develop. Uh, so I'm I'm really glad to hear you talking about just being open to development. That's a critical thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We are. Um, I, I I try to keep my mind open twenty four seven because I know that I have to center the voices of the oppressed, and then you will always continue to learn. The more you center the voices of the oppressed, right on, yeah. right on. Um, Omali, we uh, you're here um, to talk about uh, what what you can talk about with the case uh, with Hoover three um, for people that don't um, know yet. And for for people that are still learning, um, Omali and two other people, which is um, let me get the names here. I always <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, Penny Hess. Penny Hess, and yeah, who is the chairwoman? Uh, who is the chair of the African People's Solidarity Committee? Mm -hmm. And Jesse Neville, uh, yes. who uh, is the chair of the Uhuru Solidarity Committee. And yes. the three of us uh, have uh, been indicted. Uh, and this uh, came uh, some nine months uh, following a violent raid uh, on our homes and properties, offices um, right. in St. Louis, uh, Missouri, and St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, using battering rams and, and uh, armed thugs uh, uh, who carried assault weapons and uh, used flashbang grenades, uh, cordoned off the communities, the African community, uh, where I lived, uh, where I live uh, in St. Louis, and the African community uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, where uh, where I have a home because that's where I lived for a long period of time, and uh, terrorized the entire community. Uh, so this happened. They stole uh, all kinds of materials: uh, cell phones, uh, laptops, uh, anything that had the capacity to uh, to communicate. Uh, they 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 used battering rams and broke windows, broke doors down. Uh, they uh, uh, went into our financial records uh, at our office in St. Petersburg, Florida. They took our radio station temporarily off the air. They raided our archives, uh, where we have you know 50 years or so of history of our party of a, of the struggle in general, uh, and we don't know exactly what they took from that. Uh, there's supposed to have been some receipt for what they took, but we'd have to take their words uh, for their word for that. 
And wow. uh, uh, so, and we were handcuffed and I, uh, and I was zip tied. My wife was handcuffed behind her back. Uh, and, and Jesse Neville uh, were, uh, were handcuffed. Uh, and, and so was uh, Jesse's uh, uh, partner and wife. Uh, so was uh, Penny Hess's comrade, uh, roommate, uh, and who lives in the south side of St. Petersburg, handcuffed uh, and held at gunpoint. And they searched our, our properties for hours, six, eight hours. They occupied our properties and things like that. So, mm. you know, this is, and then they said they were doing it uh, because later uh, that morning, this was pre-dawn, this was 5 a.m. in the morning here in St. Louis and then in St. Petersburg, which is in time zone difference of about an hour. It was six o'clock there. Mm -hmm. uh, it was simultaneous raids. Uh, and they said they were doing it because uh, later that morning there was to be uh, an indictment uh, served uh, on a Russian na uh, national who was in Moscow. And mm. uh, they said that our names were in the indictment. And uh, this was their method of, of, uh, of, of uh, serving uh, a search warrant. And uh, uh, we asked to see the warrant and that they conveniently didn't have on them, but it of was, course. you know, uh, Jesus. And uh, after hours and, uh, and, and they had left, we found uh, a, a search warrant on, on a table uh, in, 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 in our house. But so this is, this is uh, what happened is a real terroristic uh, kind of uh, violent attack. When I, when I came out of the house at their command, hands up, uh, um, and uh, and 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 walked out of my house at at five o'clock in the morning. There's an armored vehicle in front of my house. There's uh there's these armed military forces uh, with assault weapons and laser beams, uh, targeting devices bouncing off my chest. The red dots on my chest, uh, it was clear. Uh, uh, they were uh, letting me know that if they wanted to, they could kill me. And I remembered Fred Hampton, who had been murdered by the FBI at four o'clock in the morning in, uh, in West Monroe in Chicago, uh, 1969. And yeah. I assumed that's what they were going to do, kill me. My oh, wife no. came downstairs and, and opened the door. Um, and she had she had stayed behind to try to call comrades to let them know we were being raided, uh, and she couldn't reach anybody because they had jammed our phones, so we couldn't communicate with anybody. Uh, and when she opened the door, when she followed me out of the house, uh, she was almost hit in the face by a drone uh, that they had sent up the stairs uh, at a house to uh, uh, as well. So this was the nature of the attack that they said they were making uh, to serve a search warrant. And not because of drugs, not because of any uh, even accusation of violence or anything like that. Uh, they said it was a search warrant uh, uh, that our names came up uh, 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 dealing with the Russian national uh, that was in Moscow. Mm. That was in Russia. You know, wow. So, yeah. So that's that's sort of, you know, a foundation uh, for what we've been dealing with uh, since July uh, 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 29th, uh, 2022. Now, I've also heard that you, I saw on your Democracy, Democracy Now! interview that you um, have to check in wherever you go. <laughs> that, that's a violation of your rights. How are they able, are they also doing other things that, that are a blatant violation of your, of your rights? In, in, well, in we, had to, we had to <clears throat> turn in our passports. Uh, any weapons in the house. My wife, who has not been charged with anything, had to turn in her weapons. 
uh, her materials were stolen, passports and things like that. Um, uh, not passport, but uh, uh, laptops uh, were stolen. Uh, they stole about, they did about $40,000 worth of damage when you include the, the, the doors broken down, windows broken, the materials stolen, et cetera. So they, they, they took my passport and then uh, they, uh, and, and, and they, did, they didn't do this initially. Initially, the, we were characterized as unindicted co-conspirators, which is a very insidious uh, uh, thing that they, that they did and that they can do. Because once we are characterized as, as unindicted co-conspirators, that means we don't have legal standing. That means we can't go into a court and say, hey, stop them from doing such and such a thing to us because legally they haven't done anything yet. We're unindicted. So we, everybody in the world knows that they haven't, they haven't pushed, published our names, uh, but the newspapers are carrying the stories. Uh, and, the, and the FBI who uh, came to, to my house uh, made it very clear that uh, this is going to be in the news. This is going to be big news, uh, that kind of thing. So Everybody knows it, uh, but I can't defend myself in the court because I don't have legal standing. And I don't oh have God. legal standing because we haven't been charged with anything yet. So this is for nine months. And okay. then uh, 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 in April, I think it was the 28th, uh, an indictment uh, uh, came down. I think it was April the 28th, something like that. An indictment came down uh, and uh, we were charged uh, with uh, violating uh, uh, some uh, law. Uh, that uh, I think it was called uh, 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 statu it's a statute that criminalizes unregistered foreign agents. It's uh, 18 U.S.C. 951. Uh, and this is the first time that this law has ever been used, even though it's always been political. A political right. law had to do, uh, came, I think that initially the, the first uh, utilization of this law was in, in something like... Uh, 1917, uh, something related to that. It had to do with sedition, stuff like that. It has to do with spies. Uh, and so uh, it's never been used, however, uh, uh, just to deal with the issue of speech. This is the first time it's ever been used to deal with speech. Usually it had to do with some activity that somebody's involved in, but the actions that they accuse us of being involved in all revolve around speech. They said mm -hmm. that uh, they don't like what we said about uh, the U.S. war, its position in Ukraine, uh, that we came out uh, clearly uh, on the side of Russia, uh, not because we are some uh, uh, forces, Russia files or Russia files or something like that, because we know the history of that whole right. movement against Russia going back to 1917, 1918, when right. all of the colonial powers in the world, including Japan and the United States, invaded Russia because right. of this revolution that had happened in the wake of this turmoil, colonial, anti-colonial turmoil was happening all around the world, including in this country. And right. so uh, Russia had to be stopped and uh, they invaded Russia. Uh, uh, and, and, and since that time, uh, the uh, strategic objective of the United States has been, and all of what is characterized as the West, has been uh, something that would neutralize or uh, encircle Russia, uh, keep Russia from being an effective force uh, in the world. And as yeah. you know, uh, you're talking about you, NATO and Ukraine. Uh, NATO was created for the exact purpose of uh, right. containing and crushing Russia. That's what, that's the basis of its existence. That's never been a secret, et cetera. So our position on this, uh, 
we saw this connected to the overall struggle of uh, anti-colonial struggle that we were involved in, consciously a part of, and other peoples around the world. And so uh, this thing about Ukraine was a, a, a vehicle uh, to make war against Russia. They had been right. moving closer and closer to Russia's border uh, uh, for years, especially since uh, uh, 2014. But even before that, what they did... Uh, uh, with Afghanistan, when they attacked uh, Afghanistan, initially that was to set up a base, push out progressive forces that was associated with Russia and Afghanistan, and then to move closer to the Russian border. And that was the objective they had then. And so uh, we recognize that and we can say that. Uh, 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 we thought we could say that. <laughs> so that was our, our position then. And uh, so they said that because we said that, and because this is a position that uh, is uh, favors uh, Russia, and because that's the position of Russia, uh, uh, it means that we're working for Russia, uh, which is an extraordinary kind of accusation. And that, that is they, very crazy how they rationalize that. It's insane. That's like that makes total no sense. You could say that you're that you're like what you just said that you're aligned is that Russia has been a force towards anti-colonialism yes <laughs> but that doesn't mean you work for russia that means yeah. that you're defending the fact that it's an anti-colonial aspect of the war that you're defending you're not defending yes. you're not working for russia you're not getting paid you're giving your freedom of speech as an american well what you said <laughs> was that over a period of uh i think they said six years that we received uh, $7,000 from a, a, a non-governmental organization uh, in Russia over a period of six years. Now, that's extraordinary because we raised $10,000 just mm. in a matter of a few hours, uh, uh, I think, last weekend, just in terms of defending ourselves from this case. So they say over a period of six years, we received, they said, uh, 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 I think uh, $7,000 uh, from this non-governmental uh, organization in Russia. They also That's said amazing. that uh, because uh, we uh, promoted this uh, struggle against genocide, we, we uh, did a tour against genocide. They said the Russians paid us to do this tour. Uh, oh it was the United Nations were in, in this country, uh, an organization in the United Nations, and they were touring the United Nations and uh, United States uh, for the purpose of collecting testimony and evidence to looking at the treatment of black people in this country. And mm -hmm. so we went everywhere they went, we were there. Uh, right. And so they said the Russians paid us to do that. And this was part of what they said, we were sowing, we were sowing discord uh, for Russia. That was, that was the basis of what it is that we were doing. But the fact is discord is already here. We don't have to sow. Right. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't even be an NAACP if there were not discord. You know, the right. point is discord is something that's real in this country. And, and in 1982, uh, November 1982, we held the first tribunal on reparations for African people in the United States in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and we used international law as the basis for that. And one aspect of that law was the United Nations Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of Genocide that happened mm. in 1948. So this was just a ridiculous uh, claim. And as one comrade said uh, uh, in an event <coughs> that we attended yesterday, <coughs> the person who they claim was leading us in this proce process and making us, turning us into uh, people fighting against genocide, et cetera, was born in 1989. 
Mm. We did this convention, this tribunal in 1982. So mm. this guy would have had to be a time traveler, as he put it, in order <laughs> to have been responsible for our position on, on this. Uh, right. So this is, and then they said, um, we ran uh, candidates. For the first time in the history of this country, we put reparations on the ballot. We ran candidates in St. Petersburg, Florida in 2017, 2019, and uh, genocide uh, uh, and reparations uh, were part of what the, on those platforms. They said the Russians paid for us to do this. So, so this was the extraordinary thing that they've done. And they, 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 they do this uh, uh, in part to negate uh, uh, the U.S. history of oppression of African people. So right. if we complain about what's happening to us, it doesn't. It's, there's no real history there, or if there is history there, you can negate it. You don't have to talk about it because we're saying it because Russians, a foreign power, told us to do this. And I don't, I can't remember a time in the history, certainly in this country, where African people were not oppressed, where genocide was not something that we've stared in the face day to day. Not just Africans, the indigenous population. And all of that, the foundation of this country is on what they've done to the indigenous people and what they've done to African people. The twin pillars mm. of uh, the development of capitalism, if you will, in this country was the colonial uh, uh, domination of African theft of uh, the indigenous land uh, and, uh, and theft of African labor. That's where the whole, as, as capitalism materialized and manifested itself in this country, it was on that, on those twin pillars of what's done to the indigenous and Africans. And this was the reason why even after 1948 uh, passage uh, uh, by the United Nations of this convention uh, on, on the prevention and punishment of genocide, which four years later, you had Paul Robeson, you had other people yep. who were going to the United States demanding, uh, to United Nations demanding that the United States be, be, be called on this question. It took 40 years before yeah. the United States even ratified that. And even then it ratified it with the caveat that the United States could never be charged uh, with genocide unless it agreed to it. And they were concerned about the indigenous people, African people, and people of Vietnam, ultimately, later on, uh, taking them uh, before the world court for this question. So this is this is the conundrum that they are faced with. That's not our problem. That's their problem. Absolutely. Uh, history, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, and and. And it's completely racist that because this is what they did with the Black Lives Matter group. Yeah. Who were Marxists that started the Black Lives Matter for people to remember that it was Marxist people that started Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And they they said that you guys are being told what to do by Russia as if like like that's it's so blatantly racist how they still to this day think that we can't yeah. think for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even before the birth <laughs> of Marx, I mean, Nat Turner and Denmark Vesey and African people mm. here and around the world before there was a Marx, right. black people have been fighting for our freedom as long as there's. There's been an America as long as there's even Europe itself has its foundation uh, in in the emergence of a colonial mode of production. Marx characterized himself as a primitive accumulation of capital that including turning Africa into a war for the commercial hunting of black skins and including mm. and turning indigenous people in this land into the mines, bringing up gold and silver uh, that and, and what they did to East India or what we now recognize as India. All of this was the founding uh, uh, accumulation of capital that gave rise to capitalism. Jesus didn't bring it here. It right. was brought here as colonialism <laughs> and what Marx characterized as the primitive accumulation of capital. We said that was a that, in fact, was the colonial mode of production. Europe mm. left Europe uh, uh, before there was a Europe. 
of when mm. Portugal first attacked Africa 600 years ago and initiated this process of slavery and scattering in black people against our will all around the world, creating colonial, even if you look at what is now characterized as Latin America, all of that's been defined by the capture and dispersal of African people against our will at gunpoint right. and here in this country, that's how the whole system got built. And exactly. and uh, and this is the problem. If I may, may I, uh, here's the problem that they have. Mm -hmm. The problem that they have is that uh, uh, when you look at European history, what we call European history now, uh, uh, modernity uh, is something that uh, was achieved uh, with the uh, uh, overturning feudalism in Europe. You know, the feudal mode of production. Right. But the feudal mode of production uh, uh, was overturned by what? It was overturned by what Marx characterized as a primitive accumulation of capital that brought capitalism into existence and the rise of the bourgeoisie and what have you. Yes. The bourgeoisie, this, this is what has been characterized as the bourgeois democratic revolution that in, encapsulated Europe and, and what became this country that we are in now, North America. So right. this democracy that they achieved, the reason that that Marxists and others have been able to characterize it as progressive and say that the bourgeoisie uh, was revolutionary because it was revolutionary as it related to overturning feudalism in Europe. Yes. So feudalism in Europe got overturned as a consequence of the attack on Africa, the attack on the Americas, the enslavement of African people. That's the thing that changed the world and brought all the resources into Europe uh, and a whole new social force that that's known as the capitalist class, the bourgeoisie was born from that process. So when they talk about free speech, they were free speech for them right. in the struggle against feudalism. But right. they took away our free speech uh, as, as the part of that process. And they took away our rights as a part of that process. So that's something that I think is really important for us to understand the rise of this progressive thing. The revolutionary bourgeoisie was revolutionary as related to dealing with the contradictions that came to mm. be known as Europe but they were extraordinary reactionary as it came to what they did to Africa, Asia, and what we now refer to as the Americas, the indigenous people. How can you call it progressive uh, when, you know, right now we are experiencing the consequences of uh, concentration camps, euphemistically referred to as Indian reservations. You're talking about Gaza? Yeah. Being, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gaza's all around this country. All and of over. course we live in concentration camps. They call housing projects in the prisons, the largest prison population in the world right here. And guess who are the most folk in those prisons are Africans, indigenous people, et cetera, yep. because that's the colonial contradiction that we're looking at. And that's what we're having to deal with right now. So I know I talked a lot, but I wanted no, to. No, I no. think it's really important. That was amazing. <laughs> I totally I agree with you on that. That's yeah. that's so important to say. Um, no, no, because it's really it, it really is giving a breakdown of what how we are here and why. The Huru Three, why you guys are dealing with what you're dealing with today. Yes. Um, and you know what happened, what was it was the end of January, right? Where Judge Jong Jong, I'm yes. saying this incorrectly, yes, this dismissed um not dismissing your charges. This did Jong give a reason why was there a statement or anything? Why yeah, of this yeah. bogusness <laughs> was not dismissed. Yeah, so here's sense. the thing that because our lawyer, we have we have brilliant lawyers. There are about five lawyers collectively working on this case. Mm -hmm. And uh so we, we made a motion to dismiss, saying that uh of, and went through the whole history 
of what the party has been about, how we've fought against colonialism forever. We've been doing this uh, for more than 50 years. And, uh, you know, I've traveled all around the world. Russia, I went yeah. to Moscow, but I've been to uh, to Ireland during the time uh, the, the Irish people were fighting against British colonialism. I was right. there. And, and we united, they united with us in terms of struggle against colonialism and the struggle to make the United States ratify the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of uh, Crime of Genocide. I was in Nicaragua yeah. shortly after the revolution there. And so if they wanted to, and they could do this to you too, <laughs> anywhere you go, if you yeah. got a position that aligns with the position of somebody who they've decided is the enemy at that given moment, they can say that you are employed by them. So, so this is a part of... Uh, 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 like that trajectory. So our lawyer put forth a brilliant uh, uh, motion to dismiss the charges. And, and what was extraordinary about it, uh, when this motion was put forward, uh, we they even allowed for us to come in and make oral arguments, which was a little unusual uh, given the case. And so yeah. uh, we went in, we made the, the lawyers made the oral arguments, and then the judge said, well, he was going to you know come get back with us on this case. It took four months, four Jesus. months before. I mean, even with Trump, they did it in a month when he called for dismissal of charges. They came four months. Wow. And so that was and uh, that's that's what how long it took. And so the judge said that uh, he agreed uh, with the prosecutor uh, that uh, what was uh, characterized as free speech was actually actions that uh, we when we uh, what were the actions? The actions were we got petitions. That was an action. The action was that, uh, and what were the petitions was an expression of speech. They said mm -hmm. the action was that uh, I travel uh, different places uh, or, and, and what, what did we travel for? To speak. Uh, they, they came up with this kind of ridiculous uh, 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 intellectual uh, gymnastic that doesn't make any kind of sense at all. It comes back to, this, to the question of, of the right to speech. And the problem is that, 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 that free speech was something that was won uh, by Europe uh, mm -hmm. in the struggle against feudalism. This is right. one of the things that made it possible to characterize it as, as, as progressive because right. under European feudalism, uh, there was a divine right of kings. God told the king, the king told everybody else, and that was it. So nobody had rights. And so in struggling against this, this is what made uh, the bourgeoisie so-called revolutionary in Europe because they fought for things like free speech uh, uh, and free trade and all of these other kinds of things. But that was for them. Yes. In, in the process of doing that, they were capturing and, 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 and killing us. And whoever heard of a slave with the right to free speech? Right. Or someone who's colonized with the right? right. They killed Emmett Till because they said he whistled at a white woman. Yeah. So there was no such thing as free speech. There's no such thing as freedom for the colonized, freedom for the enslaved. But the, the, the thing is that they, they want to act like this is a universal thing that they have applied, that the right to free speech is for everybody. So mm. they can say everybody has the right to free speech. But if that were the case, uh, if it were applied universally, then you wouldn't have prisons filled with African people, Mexican people, other kinds of indigenous people. And you wouldn't have police killing us in the streets on a daily basis. Uh, Despite the fact there is uh, what they characterize, you know, by de jure, de, by law, we're supposed to be free. But in fact, what happens in fact is the question that they don't want to deal with. That's why they would say that they said that this case uh, charge is content neutral. It's not what we said. They aren't charging us with what we said. They're charging us because the Russians told us to say that. 
even though they what <laughs> what they then they use as evidence oh, that we said boring. that we said that the, that the United States uh, was the one who initiated that war uh, uh, in Ukraine. That's killing right. Ukrainians, killing Russians, and things like that. So they would use the factual evidence of what 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 we said. Uh, and uh, on the one hand, but then on the other hand, they would say that it's got nothing to do with what we said. It's the fact that the Russians told us to say it. So that's the conundrum that they have. And, and mm -hmm. they're in this situation where they're uh, uh, fighting against uh, the very uh, ideological uh, foundation of, uh, of, the, of the colonial state that they've created. Uh, mm -hmm. They created the state. That's not Omali Shetela's free speech, uh, First Amendment. That's not the Uhuru Three's First Amendment. Uh, that's supposed to be the First Amendment for everybody, but they're attacking the free speech, the free speech rights, the First Amendment. And so they're in the situation where they're cannibalizing themselves, that they're attacking themselves in an attempt to try to destroy us. And uh, that's why we say we're winning. Uh, uh, we are winning. The people are winning. Uh, and this is a vicious conundrum that they have to deal with. And they cannot get away. So we find that all kinds of peoples are, are uniting. I mean, I did an interview. He's Tucker Carson. Uh, the two or three days before they fired him, they, he'd done two uh, shows uh, talking about uh, the attack on us and how that was a violation right. of free speech. And Tucker Carson, as you know, has been characterized as white nationalist, racist, reactionary, and all this kind of stuff. And he did that, and two days or three days later, they fired him. He had done this before to, at the Heritage Foundation. We just did an interview uh, uh, with Glenn Greenwald, uh, mm -hmm. and in a matter of hours, uh, something like a couple of hundred thousand people had viewed and commented positively. Within five days, uh, uh, a half million people had seen that and united with it, and these are not militants these are not revolutionaries these are not you know our people when i say our you know in our general revolutionary camp so right. this is a question that uh, is disturbing a lot of people this issue of free speech because again it's not my free speech it's not my first amendment that they assault and they're first assaulting the first amendment and when they do that everybody is fair game as far as they're concerned right right and you know your your house was raided the same week Donald Trump house was raided and they just keep talking about him. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, the, the media doesn't want you or Julian Assange or anyone that, that has put in the work to have their case out in the open like that. Right. The, me, the media is doing this purposely. They, right. They, they're going to keep talking about Trump because I guess it helps gives them views because nobody watches this shit. So it's right. just, right. That, that, I'm, I'm I'm so glad you were able to talk to Glenn Greenwald. I, I'm so glad that you were able to get that that exposure out there because they're going to look so stupid at the end of the day with this whole thing. <laughs> and yeah. I, I really, really am optimistic and hoping and believing in you and, and, and the Hulu 3 that you guys are going to be free and, and these charges are going to be dropped because it's just it's impossible how they can just come at you on these bases with no actual evidence at all whatsoever at all. But the, the feds are going to, the feds are going to say what they want. You know, Hell, yeah. they, they said that my cousin stole millions of dollars when he only took like a few thousand. So they're going to, yeah. they're going to say, yeah. they're going to yeah. say whatever the yeah. hell they want. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing is that to defend ourselves uh, legally, uh, mm -hmm. And even with this motion to dismiss the charges, we had to go into court and we had to say we didn't do it. But even if we did it, 
even if we did what they said we did, it's right. protected speech. It's free speech. Exactly. You see? Free speech. And uh, that's, you know, really important to, to say that they are crushing down on this whole issue. They're changing uh, the definition of what free speech is, and uh, it has implications, severe, serious implications for everybody. Mm. So that's why this is so important, be able to have access to the platform that you're providing us, Brother Jabari. Oh, th thank you. Thank you, yeah. Chairman O'Malley. I have well, I have another question for you. Um, wait, let me go back to my notes. Sorry about that. Oh, I already asked. Mm -hmm. So you you have you guys have appeals um coming coming up. Um well, well the appeal yeah. is is that they we can appeal the ruling uh because what they've done is that uh when we made the motion uh, mm -hmm. for dismissal. The motion was heard in Tampa uh, by a magistrate judge, okay. uh, a federal magistrate judge. And the federal magistrate judge, uh, and they do this uh, from time to time, uh, will hear the case and then will make a recommendation uh, to the judge uh, who will make the final determination. Usually, Anthony Porcelli? Yes. And, and usually when this, this happens, the, the judge will go along with what the magistrate has said. We had two, uh, 14 days or something to appeal that. And okay. we are appealing that. Okay. And so it still leaves open a, a, you know, a slight possibility that um, we can influence this. But one of the things that our lawyers understood all, all the time is that even with the appeal, it was so important for people to read their briefs, first of all, for the uh, calling for the dismissal. Because uh, we would just want to put them in a situation where they have to go by the law. Mm. And we believe that the more people who see our, our arguments and even see their uh, arguments, see their charge, see our defense against the charge, calling for the dismissal, see what they've said, uh, we think that's really important because we believe that uh, even, you know, just common laymen, uh, can see how ridiculous it is, what it is that they're seeing, and hopefully this can influence them to go about the law, uh, right. as opposed to how they usually work, how it usually works in the dark and nobody knows what's going on. So we want everybody to see that. We're hoping that people will go to hands off Uhuru, that's U H U R U dot org, yep. and you can you can access uh, these briefs that I'm talking about. Read them yourself. Yep. So it's not just a matter of believing what we say. And then we're also hoping. Uh, that people uh, can come to St. Louis. Uh, and so that you can see the work that we're doing, which is the material basis for this assault on us as well, because this anti-colonial work, it may be the only real anti-colonial work that's happening in terms of negating colonialism. We've transformed an entire African community here in St. Louis. And awesome. we're doing the same thing in other places. So we want you to come to St. Louis, see what's really under attack now, what's really under assault and the Russians didn't do this. We did this, and we did this with the support from with with thousands of people. We we put a, a basketball court uh, uh, in one of the most economically depressed uh, sectors of the community. You know how it is in our community, where yeah. the young people are playing basketball in the streets. You know, with with the bicycle rims, you know, hanging on yeah. things, and you know, dodging cars. We put a hundred and sixty thousand dollar basketball court. We got the property. We demolished the building that was up there. We put a basketball court. We've created doula programs so that African women and, uh, can have be trained to be doulas to affect uh, the, 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 the birth uh, uh, capacities for our children and things like mm. that in a city 
that has uh, 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 African babies die uh, enough in the first year of life to fill 15 kindergarten classes every year. We're doing this. Wow. The government's not doing this. Right. Uh, but the fact that we do this exposes the government exactly. and exposes the inadequacy of the government. And it also shows people that you don't have to wait for the government. There exactly. is an alternative. You don't have to wait for the government. <laughs> you don't have to wait for Biden nope. or anything like that. And so, nope. yeah. No, I, I love that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that. Because that's exactly what the Black Panthers did. And you notice they copied a lot of uh, programs that the Black Panthers did after COINTELPRO. So yeah. it shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what you're doing, it works. This is the work that should be done. <laughs> it works. You know, and, I mean? uh, we didn't wait a single day. I mean, Biden was opposed to, you know, Biden came out a, a, against the. Uh, uh, you know the 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 whole uh, voting rights uh, uh, act, uh, the the civil rights act. Biden Biden was opposed to the civil rights act. Biden was opposed even to busing. This is a man who claims to be this great liberal who get on a knee and say Black Lives Matter and all this kind of stuff. Right. But he was opposed and practiced to that. You know, right. uh, uh, and you know, so that's that's the difference in us. And I don't know if he's attacking us based on. Uh, the politic that he has, uh, that obviously is something that uh, uh, is being challenged by the work that we do. And we're saying that people don't have to wait for Biden, a Democratic Party. We can change our circumstances. We can become a self-governing, uh, uh, self-reliant, uh, self-determining people. And that's what it's all about uh, uh, anyway. And that's how we get to, we say the road, socialism is painted black. And this mm -hmm. is the trajectory that we're on to make it happen by undermining the whole capitalist system uh, by mobilizing the colonized people here and every place else. Also, mm -hmm. we say free Leonard Peltier. Yes. How ridiculous is it that Leonard Peltier been in prison for almost 50 years on the indigenous people's land? Here's a man who's, you know, the indigenous people are colonized and he's locked up free. We say, we should say, and every call on everybody to say for Leonard Peltier, not one more year. Not yeah. one more year for Leonard Peltier. Let's get him out of there. Uh, that's, that's, that's the politic we have. In terms of really uh, negating the whole colonial project that's uh, that's got the world in this very vicious grip, mm. that's killing Palestinians uh, uh, yeah. in this nasty, nasty, nasty way, and you yeah. have the United States and Biden being apologists for that, and you got Biden's organizations uh, attacking us, and Biden and, and Biden and Obama's organization putting uh, an extra million dollar bounty on Osama Shakur, who had to leave this country. You're talking about you're talking about discord. Yeah. yeah, yeah, literally. I, yeah. I, I have to ask you this question um, because you are still so fired up. You are still going. How are you feeling and what keeps you going in the midst of all this nonsense? They, they, <laughs> they're, they're trying to throw 15 years at you, comrade. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how, what keep I have to I have to wonder what keeps you going? Well, you know, for them, 15 years would be a life sentence, you know, for me. I mean, I'm 82 years old. Right. And so to lock me up for 15 years uh, is a determination that that I should die in prison. Uh, mm -hmm. But the thing is, comrade, um, you know, we got a lot of practice. Um, uh, when I say we, I'm talking about black folks. And, and yeah. especially um, we're armed, I think, by revolutionary theory, African internationalism. We can see the future. And that helps also, you know, I mean, it's like a marathon. You know, a lot of us are sprinters, you know, Africans in this country have been great sprinters, but you see Africans uh, from Kenya and Ethiopia, they're marathon runners because 
Uh, some of us have to be able to see the finish line in order to give our best. We can right. see the finish line. We we know the future belongs to us, belongs to the oppressed peoples of the world. And so we we have, we we are African internationalists. You you know not Pan Africanists because we think Pan African is the petty bourgeois you know uh, mm. phenomenon that was born in the process of attacking Garvey and who had a movement that was based mostly essentially in the working class and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we, we, uh, so we are firm, firmly committed, uh, th- we have firm theory, uh, and that helps, that helps a lot. And also, you know, um, you know, I, I, my house has been firebombed. Uh, I've been handcuffed in the backseat of police cars and beaten, uh, uh, by them. Uh, I, uh, was in the Uhura house. They, they attacked the Uhura house in St. Petersburg, Florida, the one that they just did in, Ju- in, in July, uh, on July 29th, 2022, 300 strong. They came with helicopters and, and uh, in fact, the African community shot down a helicopter in St. Petersburg, Florida on November 13th of wow. uh, 1996 when they attacked mm. us and what have you. So we've we faced all of these things. And uh, I'm not, I don't want to romanticize this because you know, uh, you know, my wife, you know, came under assault, but you know, she she is an incredible force. You know, she presides over something like 52 uh, different economic uh, institutions that we've created here in other places. Black Power Blueprint is here in St. Louis, and uh, and so it's not it's not the most comfortable situation to be in, where I have to call up somebody once a week, and then tell them, you know, uh, uh, this is where. Now they can come to my house anytime they want to come to my house. Uh, I have to get permission to travel. I have to get permission to even travel 15 miles uh, if it's outside of St. Louis to, to do stuff. So it's not it's not a pleasant situation. It's terribly unpleasant. And uh, 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 so I'm not saying that it's it's uh, it's taxing uh, uh, in so many ways. But uh, what I will say, uh, Comrade Jabari is that I did not get involved in this movement uh, uh, for free speech for me. I did mm. not get in this movement to free Omali Chitella, free to Horror 3. I got in this movement for the liberation of African people. And ultimately, I came to understand the connection that our liberation has to do with the emancipation of the working class of the world uh, and all the oppressed people. And that has not been accomplished. So how can I quit? I have wanted to quit. <laughs> I have really wanted to quit, you know, uh, uh, but I made a promise to the people, you know. Right. So the, right. we have not achieved it, and I can I could not even sleep at night, you mm. know, uh, with this unfinished job that we, you know, uh, have before us. And there used to be a time I would hear black people say, you know, well, we might not do it in, in our lifetime, but you know, uh, in the next generation now, we say. In my lifetime, in my lifetime, I refuse to concede uh, that we will leave this for another generation of our people to have to deal with. So, right. you know, uh, uh, liberation in my lifetime. You know, I'm 82 years old. So, tomorrow hmm. you got to hurry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man, I love it. I I, I agree with you so much, Conrad. I, and I think the same way. I'm like, no, we can do this now. I have the yes. optimism. And and no matter how much you see bricks, you see what's going on with bricks. Yes. You see the, the 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 hegemonic hold itself is dead. Yes. The, what the IC, what South Africa did for the ICJ in the ICJ, that would never been accomplished in 2005 no. or 2000 no. or even in the 80s. 
that we're, we're seeing change now. And that and and that's amazing. And we got to keep on going with that stride. Yes, indeed. Yes, <laughs> yes I indeed. really I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, Omali. You are definitely welcome to come on here whenever you want to. This is this is your podcast if you want it to be. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, comrade. We really appreciate being with you. Yes. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so much, man. Right. And I don't want to take any more of your time, my brother. Because I know that you have a lot to get done, and hell, how many? How many? You got so many chapters, um, all around the world, right? Yeah, we're we're in South Africa, we're in Namibia, we're in uh, Liberia, we're in Sierra Leone, uh, uh, and some other place in Africa. We're in 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 uh, in England, and uh, we're in France, and we have forces who we're connected with in Germany and Brus in in and uh, uh, and Belgium. Uh, we are in um, uh, the Caribbean. There are forces who are connected uh, to us in Grenada uh, and uh, uh, you know other places. So yeah, we we are continuously building Canada. You know every place that is possible, everywhere Africans mm -hmm. are. That's what we call an African Socialist International because uh, you know about the Communist International that existed in the past, yeah. and uh, we feel like it's possible to create an African Socialist International. Uh, that uh, can, because uh, even with the Communist International, there was very little African involvement uh, in that for the longest period of time. And you had people like Ho Chi Minh and M.N. Roy who was fighting because of the uh, inability of uh, the Communist International to, you know, to take on the task of, uh, mm. of uh, colonized people in, in the best possible way. We're going right. to do that. And that's what mm. it's about, comrade. We're going to be free. Yeah. 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 Who rule? Yeah. Who rule? <laughs> well, I don't want to take any more of your time, comrade. I want you to have uh try to have a really good day today. I know it's the evening. I know your day almost over. Um, but bless you for everything that you do. And I definitely stand in solidarity with the Hoover three. And I will definitely make sure that I get this out to everybody that don't know. Everybody I know that don't know is gonna know now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, comrade. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uhuru. Overall, brother. And to everybody that is out there listening on the airwaves, um, have a very good night as well, too. And we'll see you again. Um, have a really good day. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Blank period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holla if you really feeling this. Gotta holla if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy We gonna win in the end, yeah We gonna live in abundance I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy We gonna win in the end, yeah We gonna, we gonna, we gonna I gotta keep it a hundred We gotta stop all the stunting You know we coming from nothing Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing We gotta do something different We gotta change how we living we gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling?